Hello, everybody, and welcome to Romancing Our Stones, your male survival guide to pop culture media that your girl will drag you to. I am Matt. I'm here with Alex. Hello, all. And um, <laughs> so what we're going to jump into is uncharted territory because no girl is dragging us to this. It is society and society only is dragging us to the show we're going to review next. Uh, you might have heard of it. Um, By popular demand. Yes. And I'm feline good to do this, man. So let's talk about Netflix's Tiger King. Tiger King! Episode one and two. So if you've already seen the whole series, which makes you 90% of the uh, country here, we are going to do a four episode uh, breakdown. And uh, we haven't watched beyond what we're reviewing. So yeah. This and, is, and this is our first time both for us watching this. So yeah, it was our first. No yeah. spoilers. We're going to be going through this. I've right. been saving this like my virginity. So this has been a big moment for me in my life to experience Tiger King and immediately tell all my friends about it. <laughs> so, uh, Have you heard about this show? Gosh, it was so great. It's only been like number one trending in the US for like five weeks. Yeah, have you heard of it? Have you heard of it? <laughs> uh, so we're, we, we since it's a special occasion, we... Probably searched high and low for the most exotic beer we could find on the market to enjoy this show about. So, Alex, once you, you found it, so why don't you tell us something about with it. a fresh taste, a crisp, clean finish, and a smooth drinkability is what we're looking for. And uh, in in true fashion, with Tiger King, we figured why not go straight to uh, Bud Light. That's right, four point two ABV. <clears throat> That's right, Beechwood Brewed. Beechwood Brewed, they actually use rice as one of their main ingredients, which if you talk to beer purists, they say that you don't put rice into beer, which is... Tell that to the number one selling beer brand in the world, right? Okay. Or are they? I don't even know. Uh, well... They are in America! Just Google it, man. Google it. Maybe in Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Speaking of Oklahoma, uh, where the hell do we even start with this show? Because... I think we start with the very beginning. I think they, I think they're about to allude to a whole lot of other things here. Okay. They start with all these other people that deal with exotic animals, private and, zoos. Well, yes. Well, yeah. All these private zoo keepers and all the you know they got the monkey people. They, they start going over the whole like hierarchy of animal keepers, right? You got yeah. You got the monkey people. You got the you know ostrich. You know they, they go over all these different animals. Yeah. And then you get the tiger people, and even these people, which are definitely fringe society people. They're the ones that tell you the tiger people are crazy. <laughs> tiger people are the crazy ones. I don't even know what category I would fall into. I look at myself more as a primate guy, but at the same time, we're not focusing on the primates. Although it looked like somebody's wife was a primate person. Bhagavan's. Ba- ba- well, one of Bhagavan's wives, right? Oh, Doc. Oh, no, no, no. Not not Doc. Yeah, not Doc. Um, it was the uh, de- dude down in uh, South Florida. Okay. His wife. The yeah. guy, the guy that was uh, smuggling oh, the, the, the cocaine, cocaine smuggler. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So there's essentially three essential characters in three zoos. Your face. There's um, there's Doc Bhaglavad Doc, who is a Bhagavan Doc. I don't know. Really he's the oldest in the game. Um, he's and, definitely a hippie for gosh. sure. He's got the long white hair. He's got a ponytail. I feel like Siegfried and Roy may have visited him and been like, "Hey guys, I have an idea," but this guy. Oh my gosh, like, he's like Jim Jones. If Jim Jones ate Frosted Flakes every day and loved tigers. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's like, yeah, maybe you're tripping on acid listening to Eagles, and then you decide, I'm going to own a tiger. It's kind of, I think, where he started, but... It's actually not. They'll go into his whole spiritual journey through 
I don't know. Is, is, it, is it Hinduism or is it Buddhism? But he gets into it, some kind of spirituality. It's a straight up cult, man. It, it literally... <laughs> well, he's got a harem of women, so... We could dive into that. Let's just start with, with we'll just start with Bagua. I think everybody wants us to get into Joe Exotic. Joe Exotic, but let's just let's start Carol with Carol Baskin. We're already on Bhagavan. So let's just start with Bhagavan because he's 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 his own interesting story wrapped up too that I feel like they're not giving him enough credit. A thousand percent. I mean he's more interesting to me to than Joe Exotic because he's like a more organized Joe Exotic. He's got a production. He's got a production. His facilities look fantastic. Almost every single video or movie you've seen with an animal, like they showed him being the one supplying it to him. Yeah. Like Jim Carrey and Ace Ventura, like we've all benefited from from his animals, his big cats. And you know, it was really funny though, I mean the juxtaposition against him against Joe or even Carol for that matter. He's like, it's $10,000 per tiger to feed them. And then Joe's like, I can do it for three, <laughs> two and a half. Hold my beer. Hold my beer. I got this. I can do it for 3000 And then, and the, so he, I mean, he essentially has started a cult. He named himself Lord. Yeah. Bhagavan means Lord. Um, and these women. Or friend of God, he says. He calls it friend of God. But the girl from Ames, Iowa, who ditched that place got smart got wise and uh and they essentially work for free with the opportunity to work with cats 150 bucks a day right or a week a week yeah and they sleep in stables that you know like to help these animals then they get attached to the animals they can't go and then if they work their way up and have sex with this guy then they get to have the new an actual house an actual like and be a a neighbor yeah so who who, did, who didn't never realize that monogamy wasn't big for the big cat folk? But uh, yeah, yeah, because uh, Joe Exotic is also running in a little like he's got two husbands. Yeah, and Carol <laughs> just knocks him off when they're done. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah. Um. So he's in South Carolina. The other main, another one that they focus on is um, Carol Baskin's Big Cat Rescue, mm-hmm. which is 40 acres. And she says it's a sanctuary for. She says that's how she markets it for old old tigers. But literally, it looks you, looks like the exact same. It's not as nice as Bhagavan's. I'll say that much. Oh no, not at all. Not as nice as Bhagavan's, and yet she's got quite the social media following. Well, they had her walking through like her graveyard of big cats, and I know that they've been open for a long time, but that's a lot of graves. I mean, a lot of headstones of lost cats. Yeah. Which uh, when when did they found it? I mean, I wasn't I didn't write that note down. When did you know when she found it? Uh, I don't know. I think she found it in the ni- mid nineties. So in fifteen years, twenty-ish. Figure when they started filming. This was probably what nineteen or two thousand and sixteen, seventeen, probably. Yeah. So call it twenty years. Let's just call it an even twenty. She's got how many cats die on her? I don't know. But she, they only said they she only has like twelve cats. That's, I, what, that's what Joe was saying. I don't know. And again, it's it's I. I the sad part about watching this is I feel like they all are doing the exact same thing. They're just finding out different avenues to do it. Oh yeah, and, and, and Carol Carol, Carol beat the beat everybody to the punch by trying to get on the right side of government first and market it as a sanctuary and the social media presence. And she has all her volunteers work for free. Yep. Like there's no. I love Joe's line. Like she knows what she's doing. Yeah, it's very true. I mean, she's organized. So, so Bhagavan's paying them a buck fifty a week, and they're. Again, basically his harem. Yeah. Then you've got Carol who's doing it through volunteers. She's paying zero people. And why every time do they show her, is she like driving a golf cart or riding a bike? Like there's never, there's hardly ever of her being stationary and not moving. Except for the scene where she's like in the, like sitting in her couch and like, 
Who's who's like is the guy that like is working alongside her? Is this just a good friend or like that's her husband. together? That's, that's her, her hus- new husband. That's her new. Well, that's Baskin. Her last name. His last name is Baskins. Oh, gotcha. Okay, um, so that's her. I never for some reason I never picked up that that was her new husband. Yeah. You, um. And then, so you have her, and then you have Joe. Joe Exotic owns an oak, a uh, tiger park or the exotic animal park in Oklahoma. He has over two hundred and twenty-seven tigers. Yeah. Um. And he basically he breeds them. He breeds them, he and he is them. he is a redneck, gun-toting, male-loving superstar, all-American gay man. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's funny. It's like you know he's a he's he's definitely a unique, special snowflake in this story because it's like you're out in the country. I mean, it's like he. he I'm pretty sure I could grab a beer with that guy and have a good time. <laughs> He's hilarious. Just don't fall asleep. Um, <laughs> but literally... Neither with Carol, though, either. Oh, that's that's true. <laughs> the only one I feel comfortable sleeping around is Doc, and that's not even safe my, at all. Um, it's funny because they start interviewing people that work there, and literally everyone they interview has a limb missing one way or the other, and you're looking at them wondering how they got to that situation. And, <laughs> Well, and like the one dude who's got no legs and he's like, he said, you know, I didn't lose it from the park, you know, whatever. But I think it's hilarious that he's got the creepiest clowns painted all over him. It's like, dear <laughs> Lord, these legs are the stuff that nightmares are made of. I lost my legs in a zip lining accident. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the hell were you doing? In a freak gasoline <laughs> fight. <laughs> zip lining. Street volcano luging, but they're they're crazy ass people. I mean, my biggest fear in the world are tornadoes, and there's a scene where Joe's just looking at a tornado barreling down. I don't know if that's like life in Oklahoma. Yeah, that's yeah. life. And like, oh, remind me never to visit. He's because, like, I, that was a fat tornado. Too. That is God ripping up the ground from the air, like literally. No, thank you. And he's just sitting there. Oh gosh, he's like, can't look out for the cats at this point. You just gotta get the hell out. <laughs> Broken arrow. Could you imagine two, every man for himself? Not that this would be funny in the slightest, but could you imagine 227 tigers floating around in a tornado? Oh. <laughs> could you imagine, like, what kind of hell is coming when it's like cats are raining from the sky? Sci fi tignado. <laughs> tignado. Or tornado. No, I can't say that one. Torniger? <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, yeah, I, you heard it. I want rights. Um, <laughs> gosh, that was, so, that was just terrifying. And, uh, you know, well, speaking of animals getting out, I remember distinctly, they talked about the guy in Ohio that owned all the cats that let all of his cats out yeah. and then killed himself. Yeah. I remember watching that on the news about the guy in Ohio letting all his cats out. Really? I don't mm-hmm. remember that story. I remember very well. They showed well. it and I was like, oh, wow. I didn't like, you don't was... remember. Oh, I watched a documentary on it. It was, oh, oh, really? it was so fascinating. Um, huh. Not as fascinating or weird as what I'm watching now, but, you know, um, so Joe, well, let's let's start with like so the the show immediately gets you they they throw the plot right at you because within the first five minutes they they tell you that Joe Exotic is like calling from a penitentiary, yeah, and you find out that he's basically has charges of attempted murder and premeditated murder attempt on Carol Baskin. So you're like, okay, this is gonna get saucy. So they're just playing the groundwork in this first episode. And, and Joe's such a narcissist that the reason why they have all this footage is because he had he his own turn TV the station. Off. He wants to be a reality TV star. He's so, show character. He's so focused on being a celebrity that and he's a country music star. <laughs> star. His voice is a bad. I saw Home Tiger. And he's the songs shoot me, the songs are not terrible. Uh, so I someone told me that that's not him. Oh. Someone else sings for him, 
but uh, and he's a producer. Like, how does that? I don't get it. No, he work. he he's pretending to be the singer. But I mean, okay then, Joe, don't come after me if that's not the case. I just, I mean, <laughs> that's just what someone told me. But um, <laughs> so you know that you know this is going to escalate quickly, or yeah, somewhat because it, it, the, I think the show takes place in starting twenty six fifteen. Yes. Yeah. And um, twenty fifteen. Gosh, can we? There's a lot of people we need to talk about. Um, <laughs> no. uh, so, so here's the main overarching theme. Doc does it right, and I'm saying right ish, in air yeah. quotes. But Carol is under the guise of preserve sanctuary, where Joe is a more wild card. Come pet the tigers, take pictures, um, get close, have as many as you can type of guy is kind and you know he said something that was interesting to me because he said that um you know i'm learning conservation through experience people come and pet a tiger and also they want to learn more about it which was sea world's approach to marine life mm-hmm. granted that they were making this the, the whales do flips and dolphins but i can imagine that sea world blackfish you know that remember that documentary mm-hmm. Inspired more marine biologists by kids that experience that. Yep. Than they get credit for. Yep. So I'm. I. I they created saw- their own demons, right? Yeah. Right. Because and yeah, that movement that you're seeing now, the whole blackfish movement, was because all of these kids at age six and seven went to SeaWorld. Yeah. And they wanted to know more. And they were like, "Well, tell me more about these killer whales. How yep. can I help them? How can I train them?" I mean, I. I, I think that. I, that debate popped in my head when he's like... That's interesting. I didn't think about that. When he said, uh, you know, I, I'm learning t- for them to get interested in big cats by experiencing them, which is a total lie. He's he's selling cubs and he's just he's trying making to... making money and he's trying to turn it into a cause after the fact. Correct. And maybe it's SeaWorld's doing the same thing. But at the same time, I thought that... That just popped in my head and I was like, oh my gosh. Um, I think what you're learning, the difference there and why it might feel different ish yeah is because SeaWorld's got a lot more money to work with and it's not as easy to maintain a killer whale in a tank as it is to apparently cage up a bunch of tigers yeah right yeah it's very so what I find interesting about this show so far is the psychology behind like you you meant you kind of started out the this episode with this was the whole cult mentality and again it's maybe that's a harsh phrasing but you look at how Carol's gotten these people as quote unquote volunteers. She's essentially doing the same thing. She's captivating or she's, she's keeping tigers captive. She's charging a fee for people to come see them. And she's paying little to nothing, actually nothing for her staff. Whereas then you have, you have Bhagavan or you have doc who's got these women that he's apparently created this hierarchical system of upper mobility where you have to sleep with them and be a part of his, Family and creepily saying yeah. that way, but but and then you have Joe who seems to be picking up scraps off of people who can't have nowhere to go. Yeah, he and picks he's up paying, the stragglers, and, and in a way, it's like he, so he's kind of taking people like he's taking advantage of these people that have nowhere else to go. But at the same time, they're getting something to do, and they're getting off of drugs, they're getting off the streets, they're getting out of trouble. So I mean, it's like you know, so both parties making. I'm not saying this Joe guy is a great guy. But you are saying that. <laughs> Yeah. He's he's definitely benefiting from it too because he's paying them dirt not, dirt to nothing. So, and, yeah. But it's just very interesting that these people then are that they're so bought in. I mean, these regardless, these three need to come together and write a book on how to create a following because they've done they they figured something out three different ways to do it. 
Well, Doc called men pigs and he called women sheep. And what does that make him? With the, was that? What does that make him? A big hog. <laughs> um, so I, I don't, but I think how many people are held captive by their desires? Everyone that's at Doc and everyone that's at uh, Carol's are so in love with these animals they're willing to sacrifice their well-being they're willing to sacrifice their time their holidays money income to take care of these animals where joe is just kind of picking up the derelict from the gas station with a couple couple 20s and all of a sudden he's like you want a job oh my gosh you saved me yeah so (laughs) i wrote a couple comparisons based on what people look like um john finley who is um who is uh, Joe Exotic's husband. The first one. Yes. The one who's missing a couple teeth. Yes. He looks like Dave Batista, the wrestler. He plays Drax the Destroyer <laughs> after steroids. After and they wear out. And meth. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have Doc looking like Ruben Pfeffer f- from Along Came Polly. Philip Seymour Hoffman's character. <laughs> yeah. Chocolate rain. <laughs> Raindrops. <laughs> Raindrops. Make it rain. Make it rain. Tramp stamp. Might as well be a bullseye. <laughs> We gotta go right now. I just sharted. Um, so if you can see if anyone that looks like someone, I mean Joe. It's so true. Joe looks like a just white, with longer hair. <laughs> Joe looks like a white trash Donald Trump, and I, I've seen that meme out there, and I can't get that out of my head. The one where they superimpose Donald's face on. Oh yeah, that's yeah. A, that's a good one. And um, he's not that far off. That's the funny part. No, but why? And then Joe Exotic's tigers all look fat, didn't they? I mean, all the tigers kind of look fat. Well, yeah, but then the dog walks out with that big white one that looks like. It's been pregnant 13 times. Yeah. Like, I, I was like, that one was huge. That's wild. Um, oh, gosh. So, Joe's brother died? Yeah. So, so the GW Zoo, it's his brother's name. It's his initials, I think. Mm. So, like, the, the park is, like, dedicated to his brother. Gotcha. So, I mean, and, and I guess apparently... I don't know if, if his son was, or his son, his brother had died as a result of doing drugs himself or if somebody who was on drugs hit it, like, it was a car accident or something. I don't know, but, um, yeah, so it's, it's the, his park is in his memory. So <laughs> Joe's park is in his brother's memory. Um, I, I get the sense, too, that it's super odd that all of these people, you can tell they're kind of loners themselves. In what way? But they've created, like, so, like, Look at Joe. Like he, you learn his backstory about his dad kind of rejecting him, and you know he he drove his car off of a bridge for crying out loud. Like, and you talk talk about a guy like at, at one point didn't know where to go, and then he found exotic animals and he found magic, and he started mixing it up in his show. And like, I mean, and he just goes down that rabbit hole all the way. You got Carol, who like she even admits her, she goes, "I'm not much of a people person." Like she's a loner. Like, yep. like. I don't know. I just it's like there's like crazy cat ladies, and I'm not saying just for Carol, but like for all of them. It's like they're crazy cat people, where it's like they don't socialize, they don't have friends, they don't talk to people, they don't really involve like invest themselves into other people's lives, and yet, you know, then you get all of this. Apparently, it was going to be about to be a crazy story developing and unfolding before us as we keep watching this. Yeah, and and you know, it is kind of an interesting story, and then you have. I mean, Joe's a complex character. He has two husbands. Um, <coughs> husbands. Husbands. Uh, with an S. Uh, and they're both straight? 
I think, dude, the kid from Southern California. What's his name? Do you remember? Oh, Trevor. Name? Trevor, dude. So is that what his name was? Trevor. You know that the two of us are both from Southern California, and you look at that guy, and you go, "There's no way that guy's." But uh, Joe, Joe, do you watch porn? <laughs> do you like watching porn? With do you the... like the guy with the little dick or the big dick? He ain't that to... straight. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good philosophical question. I had to sit down and ponder that for a long period of time and really. And I cracked open my, my diary on that one. Yeah, so I booked a flight to Oklahoma, but luckily for me, it got canceled because of the coronavirus. But. <laughs> Uh, it was you were good, next. You are about to be Joe's third husband. It was a good philosophical question. I would get property of Joe Exotic tattooed over my wiener. I think that'd be important. Um, but, uh, you know, essentially it starts to pick up because Carol wants Joe to be shut down for t- cub petting. I think it's yes. the initial I- concern that- or issue that she had. And taking photos with them and like making it like... Basically perpetuating the whole breeding of tigers. I think that's her issue. It's the breeding of tigers. Yeah. When they're not supposed to be, they're they're not they're not growing out in the wild. They're not. I think her. It's not natural. I think her concern is more competition oriented. Mm-hmm. But I think the guise of doing the right thing. But at the same time, you know, <laughs> Joe called her the biggest terrorist in the exotic cat game, and I was just kind of thinking to myself, wow. <laughs> Like, what a way to categorize someone. <laughs> yeah. Like, who's the biggest terrorist in the podcast game? I don't I don't know. Joe Rogan. <laughs> Coming for you, Joe. <laughs> I mean, we're going to shut you down. <laughs> and then, and then what, speaking of being shut down, he said it would be a small Waco if you try and shut me down. Yeah. To the police officer. Yeah, well, even the police officer, the sheriff or whatever he is, he's like, He's like, that's not okay. That's he goes that place and that those people are the only only things that keep me up at night. <laughs> so and you know he's probably seen some shit as a sheriff. Well, I, I can imagine. And then you know name and then his buddy has their names on their revolver on the, the bullets, bullets in case someone which turns. is like, uh, yeah no watching that scene was very dark and I was like okay yeah okay um but uh, uh, I mean. So that's kind of the crux of the first two episodes that they're kind of gearing up for what this war is going to be and the reason why people are in there. Um, well, like some of these people, I mean, like they're not, they're not afraid to go like physically to war. I mean, like Joe was strapping on some uh, explosives to a doll and pretending it was Carol Baskin and literally sh- blowing up a, a mannequin. He's not afraid to uh, he say is. things. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and he, I, I love how they all change their name, like legally. They all do, yeah. They're, like to com- commit to it, I guess. Um, there's a head, the head groundskeeper was, I used to be in jail, and, all of, <laughs> and then all of a sudden I answer a Craigslist ad. Now look at me now. And then he, there's like later in the episode, he's pouring gasoline with a cigarette in his mouth. Yeah, he's like, like don't do this at home, kids. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> this guy. Gotcha. Um, and then the blanket that they made for their wedding with the three of them, like <laughs> I need one of those. <laughs> I think that's so... It's a fertility blanket. <laughs> uh, I'm pregnant with expression uh, about that blanket. Um, I don't know, man. <laughs> what what to really dive into, right? I mean, there's just so much to... I mean, everybody's listening has probably watched the series already. Probably beaten us to the punch if you haven't right along with us. But we... Uh, uh, it's it's a it's a very interesting oh. documentary. I feel like I know what we can talk about. How about that 
employee of Joe's getting her arm ripped off by a tiger. And he's like, I'm never financially going to recover from this. Which has probably become like one of the top memes of 2020. And I'm dying <laughs> laughing because he, he admits everything, runs and puts on an EMT jacket to go and see. Oh, he's got to look the part first. And he's got he's got to throw on that EMT jacket, that bomber jacket. Exactly. And look and look and fly with his white pants on. And then, <laughs> and then, and then that that employee felt the urge and compelled to go into work as soon as possible, like. I don't know. I guess that person now identifies as a male. Oh, really? Yeah. So. Well, that person also, I think, understands that, I guess now he, yeah. did not do something that he was supposed to be doing. Because uh, even Joe goes, that's why you don't stick your hand inside of a tiger cage. Well, what else is he going to say? He's not going to take responsibility for it. Maybe you shouldn't have 227 tigers in, in an area. <laughs> Maybe that maybe that will decrease the amount of time someone gets their arm bit off. Maybe maybe he was stretching his arms and ah, don't stick your hand in the cage. Like that's all of a sudden it's her fault, his fault. <sighs> yeah, I don't, I don't, know. I don't. And then so there's a, so there's Joe Exotic TV, um, which I wish I knew about before. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> before this, I'd be watching daily. Yeah, I would be seeing, like I'd be hooked. I'd be like, guys, you gotta listen to this show. I found her diary. <laughs> We're gonna read through her diary, um, and. Uh, you know, he has a guy following around. This guy's like, I'm going to be a millionaire based off this reality TV show, The Tiger King, you know. And, you know, it's, I don't know why that show never happened. I guess, you know, we'll learn more by watching the documentary. But, um, like, literally, I was like, and also, I thought this, I saw this too. I noticed this too. A tree, you can tell how old a tree is by how many rings there are. Mm-hmm. Uh, inside the trunk mm-hmm. with Joe you can figure out what time of his life they're filming it based on how many earrings he has on his right ear <laughs> yes because, I did catch that like one he's got like two because there's like two to eight? three now there's like eight hanging off of it like yes. literally like as time goes on I'm so on, glad you mentioned that I was like I was thinking about that in the back of my mind I'm like that's weird okay like, where's Matt going with this he's tree? got six more earrings okay <laughs> um, so uh, that's episode one and two and then they drop a bomb on us a cliffhanger a little bit that uh, Carol, Carol Baskin may have killed her husband. And well, her husband just me. disappeared, which the last time, maybe since, like, Hoffa. Who has disappeared and never been found? I don't know. It'd be impossible now. Like, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's... But uh, her husband disappeared, and someone said that she may have killed him. That's the rumor, the theory. To the tigers. Which, I mean, what is it? What's that movie, uh, uh, Snatch? Where I talk about, you know, they, the feed, they feed the bodies to the, to the, the pigs. The, 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 the pigs do all the work. Yeah. I mean, who wants to dig through a bunch of tiger crap to see if there's human bones in there? Well, I am a, I'm a applying if that's a, a position's <laughs> open. So, San Francisco, you can clean poop off the street for $100,000. Go for it. Okay. <laughs> wow. That's a... Sh- I, doubt, I doubt Joe Exotic will pay that much, though. That's shitty pay. <laughs> With that... That's shitty pay. <laughs> With that... Uh, we give a stones rating to each episode that we watch. Uh, we each have two stones to give, naturally. And uh, two stones means you enjoy it. No stones means an act of castration would be more pleasurable than watching an episode of this show. Um, Alex, why don't you start? Where do you fall? I'll give it to you right now. It sets it sets the stage. It's There's a lot of question marks. There's a lot of intrigue that they start you off with in the first couple episodes. So I'm hooked. I'm, I'm, lis- I'm watching. I'm listening. I want to I wanna find out what happens to it. So it, it it is a little bit soul crushing to watch, but yes, it is it is addictive. Uh, I do want to see. I want to find out what happens. I want to turn that next page. 
Okay, so you're two. I'll give it two. Okay. Um, it's tough because there were parts of it I liked, but it's it's slow and fast at the same time, Mm -hmm. and I wasn't compelled until the end of episode two to keep watching. I watch episode one. I'm like, okay, like. Why do I care about any of these people? I'm just kind of worried about the tigers. Like, yeah. like what the, who's, yeah. who's watching them? Who's taking care of them? Um, I'll give it one stone for episodes one and two. Not that I'm not in, because I am, but because the first episode... A little bit tough to get through. Drinking through a fire hose, you're wondering if this is real. Um, it's kind of suspends belief a little bit. And um, I don't know. That's So I gave it one stone. So three stones for episodes one and two. For uh, Tiger King, uh, we are going to uh, keep with the series. We'll be having three more episodes on this. Um, be sure to follow us on Twitter or Instagram at RO Stones Guys. Uh, we post memes there. We uh, interact with fans. If you have any questions, recommendations, whatever it may be, uh, we'd love to interact with you there. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, follow. Uh, same thing that we do with every series where we will have a contest for a guest host for the finale. Um, by doing that, take a picture of you sharing uh, or rating or subscribing to the podcast and post it to your social medias, tagging at our, our stones guys uh, on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook. And uh, that'll count as entry. We'll draw from a hat and hopefully you can sit in. We've had great guest hosts so far. So yep. it's kind of fun to get another voice in here. But um, anything else you got, Alex? No, just uh, stay safe out there. Yeah. You know, keep sheltering in place. Hopefully you're uh, we're entertaining you a little bit for... 30 to 45 minutes every once in a while. And uh, we'll get... Uh, what What else are we actually covering? We're, we've kind of upped our game a little bit. What are we What are we covering? Well, it wouldn't be this show without reviewing The Bachelor. So yes. listen to your heart. We'll have an episode of that coming out soon as well. Soon. Yep. So, Starting with episode one just uh, came out. Listen to your heart. It's got that song stuck in my head. Don't do this to me. Oh, I got so much <laughs> to say about it already. All right. We'll, text it. we'll check, in, check in soon. Thanks. Bye.